The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com. If you would, take your Bibles out and uh, turn to Luke chapter 2. It'll be a familiar passage of Scripture at, right here around the, the Christmas time. <coughs> I don't know how many of you, I watch a lot of Christmas shows. I like uh, this time of year, and I like watching the old ones and uh, I don't watch many of the new ones. Last night we watched A Christmas Carol, and I cry every time I watch it at the end, you know. That's Ebenezer Scrooge, if y'all don't know who that is. Uh, but when he, uh, or I don't bawl, you know, but I get a tear in the duck of my eye. And uh, when he figures out he's been wrong, and he uh, goes and makes all things right. And uh, But another one I like is at the cle- complete opposite end of that is Christmas Vacation, and uh, that's, uh, uh, that's pretty funny to me, a lot of little things, and uh, our, our family quotes a lot of movie quotes just all the time, so if you're ever around and you hear a quote from one of us, and we all laugh, and you think they're just a little bit strange, you're probably right, but it probably come out of a movie somewhere, and uh, I was thinking about... Uh, Clark, and if you've watched that movie, you know Clark Griswold is waiting uh, for his Christmas bonus, and that's kind of the whole the whole show is about uh, Christmas, and everyone's going to come home for Christmas, and he's planned to build a pool for the family, and he's going to use his Christmas bonus for that, and uh, this year he's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting, and uh, finally the uh, the, the, the last hour, the, the doorbell rings, the carrier said, I was supposed to bring this earlier and I forgot to bring it. And, uh, here's your, here's your, uh, uh, telegram or whatever it was. And, and, uh, he opens it with uh, all this anticipation and all his family are gathered around and he looks at it and, uh, what is it? Jelly of the Month Club for a, a, a year-long uh, uh, part of that, where every month you'll get a, a different kind of jelly. And, and what, does, what does Eddie, Cousin Eddie, say? Does anybody remember? Now, here's, here's the part of the movie we quote all the time. Does anyone remember what he says? Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving. You know, that's a... So as we wrap, uh, as we unwrap presents, a lot of times when we get something, we look at it and go, that's the gift that keeps on giving there. You know, it may be, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing when we say that, but uh, we had, uh, we had celebrated with my sister and her family and kids and daddy yesterday, and that was said twice during the, during the opening of the gifts. That's the gift that keeps on giving. So this morning, that's what I titled my sermon, uh, the, the gift that keeps on giving, and it's a good thing. Uh, you know, this is uh, the most, one of the most wonderful times of the year. We even have a song, you know, that says it's the most wonderful time of the year, and many are waiting and anticipating this next week, and uh, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day, and uh, I remember growing up, we would go to my grandmother's uh, my, on my mother's side on Christmas Eve, and we would uh, eat and play games, and we would stay till midnight or one o'clock in the morning. And I was so ready to go home and get in the bed because I knew Christmas morning was going to happen. 
And, uh, boy, I remember just going over there and going, Mama, can we leave yet? You know, I mean, I wanted to go. I was ready to go home because there was anticipation. And then many times uh, wrapped in beautiful wrapping paper and decorated with bows and tinsels and pretty ribbons and all of those different things, uh, we're ready to tear into those. But the sad part is there's kind of a letdown at the end of that especially for kids, you know, there you get all of those things, you've unwrapped all your gifts, and, and you just kind of go, and, and it's not that you didn't get what you wanted, it's not that uh, there wasn't something there that, that you just find joy in, that you're going to use, or you're going to play with, or all a number of things, it's just something about the, the anticipation of unwrapping something, you know, just, just to, to say, oh, I love my new curling iron <laughs> or toaster. I love my new toaster. That's what Denise is getting, you know. That's the gift that keeps on giving all year long. Uh, I love my new bread maker. Dennis Swanberg said, I, I got my wife a bread maker for Christmas one year. She sighed and set it on the counter as a reminder, I'll never use this, and she's never used it, you know. He said, so it's just a reminder year after year, but there's, there's, there's something about anticipation. Oh, I love this. I love what I've got, but, but there's something else. And oh, I'm ready to get to something else. And, and you know, really, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, I love this gift and, and set it aside. And I think I've told y'all we have a tradition at our house and uh, at our families that, uh, let me give you the other side. Denise's family, they pass out the gifts and it looks like a, it's just a madhouse. There's paper flying everywhere and kids running and toys shooting across the floor and people up and they're wadding up paper and throwing it at one another and you know it's a madhouse and and you don't see what anybody else got they don't see what you got you know that fake smile oh for the picture you don't get any of that because it's just a madhouse but at my house we take one gift one person and everybody looks at that one person they shake it mash it listen and make up some kind of gift. I think this is a shirt, you know. Yeah, all shirts ring with bells. But anyway, they, they do all that, and then they open the present, and they look, and they hold it. Oh, this is just what I had never bought myself, you know, whatever. But uh, they move beyond that, and the next person opens their gift. And then the next person, and we spend three or four hours doing this, you know. So it's a, it's a long experience, and the, the fun part of that is, is with, when it's your turn again, you, you're anticipating something new. And when we look at this, uh, I, w- I want you to think about how many of you, and I don't want you to answer this, can really remember what you got last Christmas. Let's say you got 10 gifts. You may remember one or two, and the rest, you know, it just kind of goes. It kind of it leaves your memory. But, but this morning, I want us to think about a gift that we can unwrap every day of the year. And the thing is, if we're spiritually where we need to be, which probably, I know I'm not, and probably a lot of us could say, well, I'm not exactly where I need to be spiritually, we can do that with as much anticipation as we do on Christmas morning, unwrapping this gift. And it's the gift that, it, it, it's a gift that keeps on giving, or it's a gift that takes a lifetime to unwrap. And in Luke chapter 2, 
<coughs> excuse me, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place, uh, and everyone who went to his own town there to register. So Joseph <coughs> also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, <coughs> because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, a time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. We'll find the baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and they had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told him about the child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told by the angels. So when we think about this, and I want us to see, uh, again, I want to remind you the, the gift that keeps on giving, or if you want to say the gift that takes a lifetime to unwrap, I think we find that gift in Luke chapter 2. We find it in other places, in Scripture, in the Old Testament, in the Gospels, but Here's five gifts this morning that I want us to think about is the gift that, that keeps on giving, the gift that we can unwrap each day. And the first gift I want us to think about this morning is an instant gift. There was an, an instant gift given to all, and, and when I say this, it was given to, it's made available to everyone, Shelby, do you remember, I think it was you, when you were a little out here and I had you come up here and get a gift from the tree. You don't remember that? You were real little. Pretty sure it was you. And uh, we, we talked about, it. we have a gift available to us, but it, it doesn't become our gift to what? Till we take it and open it. You know, if someone gives you a gift and, and let's say next Sunday you have a, a, a box this size and it has your name on it to you from whoever in your family and, and you just take it and set it aside, what does that do? That, that's, that's not your gift really. It, it's yours for the taking and it's, it's yours for the opening, it's yours for the receiving. But if, if you never take it, you never open it, you never receive it, it, it really never becomes your gift. It just becomes a gift that's available. When Jesus Christ was born, in verses 6 and 7 says, While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. Because of the birth of this baby, because of the life, the new life that existed in him, he offered a gift for all of us. 
And for us, the Bible says there's a gift that's been offered to you. And it was instant. It was at the birth of the Savior that this gift became a birth, became a gift for us. This birth became a gift for us. This baby became a gift for us. Matthew 1, 21 through 23 says, And she'll give birth to a son, and you should give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child, and she'll give birth to a son, and they'll call him Emmanuel, and in Isaiah seven fourteen, it, it translates that, which means God is with us. So when we think about this lifetime gift, this gift has been offered to us. And this instant gift, John 1, 12 said, Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he has given the right to become children of God. So as we think about this gift that was given, when we receive that gift instantly, we have eternal life. We have a Savior, and we can revisit that gift each day. It's something that's never going to leave. It's never. The Lord says, I'll never leave you. I'll never abandon you. I'll never forsake you. It's something that we'll always have within our presence. The second part of that gift, it takes a lifetime to unwrap. The, the gift that Jesus gave us, it's, it's an instant gift, but, but we unwrap it throughout our life. It's something that's an ongoing thing. When Jesus was born that day in Bethlehem, it was just the beginning of the unwrapping of his gift he gave us. It was just the start of that. We see that the, the, the King James Version says he is wrapped in swaddling clothes. And, and when we think about that, that's, that's strips of linen. That's, that's different kinds of clothes. And uh, Mary would have wrapped those around and around. And, and when someone came and, and or it was time to bathe or something, there would have been an unwrapping process that she went through. And, and I want us just to think about that. Just, not just one day on earth that we receive Christ... But, but it's an, it's an a lifetime of things. We're unwrapping things. We're, we're understanding things afresh and anew every day when we wake up, every morning when we get out of bed. We have a, an opportunity to unwrap something new from Christ. We have a new opportunity to a new day before us. He has an eternal life prepared for us in heaven, but He has a plan for us every day. So every day you might like getting up and, and finding little notes or finding something and, and saying, oh, that, that was sweet. Someone sent me this card or sent me the, someone sent me this note or this is a special day for me. Folks, when we're born again Christians, every day is a special day because every day Christ has something for us. Listen to 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 9. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and our minds can't even conceive what God has prepared for those who love Him. Isn't that great? I mean, that's the gift God gave us. He says, you, your eye hasn't seen, your ear hasn't heard, you can't even conceive, conceive what I have prepared for you. And, and folks, that's for our everyday life. He, he's prepared, the Bible says, works for us to do in advance. He says He's prepared a crown for us. When we go to heaven and, and, and he says, I'm preparing a crown for you. And, and there's things in the Bible. There's seven different crowns the Bible speaks about that, that one of them is a, is a crown of salvation, a crown of righteousness. If you're a born-again Christian, then, then God says, I've prepared a crown for you. You know what we're going to do with those crowns? We're going to present them to, to God the Father as an offering to Him. But, but those are the things that the Bible speaks of. The Bible talks about we're being renewed daily into Christ's image. 
That's, that's something that we unwrap each day. We're, we're being made more like Christ every day in what we do and how we respond if we're where God wants us to be. We just, just think when we've unwrapped everything we have for today and we go to sleep tonight, we wake up tomorrow and God says, you know what, I have a new and a fresh day for you. And man, if we could just get up with that anticipation, realizing, you know, this is a day, we say this is a day God has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. That's what God desires for us. And God blows us away each day, little by little, as we unwrap more about our salvation. We unwrap more about an understanding of what God has for us. And in Philippians 2.12, some people uh, misunder, misrepresent this, uh, this, this passage and they don't understand it. But this is what Paul says. He says, Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, that doesn't say we're working for our salvation. It says continue to work out. In other words, continue to to grow, continue to understand. You know, when we're born-again Christians, we don't understand all of God's mysteries, do we? When we've been a Christian for 70 years, we don't understand all of God's mysteries. It's an ongoing process. It's an unwrapping of God's mysteries to us day after day after day. And that's what Paul is telling the church at Philippi to do. Continue to work in your salvation. Continue to grow in your salvation. Continue to understand in your salvation. So when we think about gifts, remember that's something that we open every day, afresh and anew, and we're made more like Christ each day. Think about the value. This is my third thought this morning. Think about the value, the, the enormous valuable gift that God has gave. 1 Corinthians nine fifteen. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. You know, who could, who could put a price on the gift that God has given us? It, it's... It, it, it's, of, it's of more value than, than we could ever imagine. The shepherds realized this. Look in verse 20. It says, The shepherds returned, glorifying God, praising God for all the things they had heard, all the things that they had seen, which were just like they had been told. The wise men came. It's kind of funny, you know, we look at, a, we look at the... Uh, the scriptures, and I think I've mentioned this in the past, and we look at nativity scenes, what do we see? We see Mary and Joseph and the baby, and they're in the manger, and then we see the wise men with their gifts. By the time the wise men came, the baby might have been two years old. Don't that just shoot your, your ideal down of, of, of the manger scene? Now, the shepherds came. He was still in the stall. But when the wise men came, they had studied, they had saw. But listen... The reason I say that, they realized how valuable Christ was. You know how we know that? We know this by the gifts they brought. They gave gold and frankincense and myrrh. Those were all very valuable gifts. And they were presenting the gifts saying, we realize that you're of great value. And, and they're trying to show that. And there's, there's reasons for these gifts that we're not going to discuss this morning. But, but to realize and to think about the gift we have, the gift that gives on and on and on. The gift that we unwrap daily is a gift of enormous value. And beyond that, we should give it away. That's my fourth point this morning. Acts twenty thirty five. In everything I did, I show you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. 
Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself who said it is more blessed to give than to receive. The gift that we've been given a lifetime to unwrap, the gift that, that, that keeps on giving day after day and week after week and year after year, you know what, we're to, we're to share that together. If you were given a gift of, of a, uh, let's just say squash plant, because boy, during growing season, that what's that thing? You might be a country church if you lock your car on Sunday so nobody puts a bag of squash in the front seat, you know. Boy, when squash is making, what do you do? You share that gift, don't you? I mean, you bring it. You say, hey, I've got extra. Here's for something extra for you. Here's something extra for you. And, and that's what we're supposed to do. But when it comes to our gift that God has given us, as He, as He enriches us, as He, He gives us new beginnings every day, as we're made more like Him, we need to share that gift. We need to, we need to bring that squash and we need to say, listen, this is what God has done for me and this is how God has blessed me and, and I want to share this with you because God has given this to me. Verses 17 and 18. And when they had seen him, what did the shepherds do? They began spreading the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all that heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Just to think about what the shepherds did as they received that gift and as they understood more and more about this Christ child, they began to spread the word. They began to say, hey, let me tell you about what I've heard and what I've seen. That's an example for us, that gift that gives to us and through Christ giving to us, we share it with others and we spread it with others. Here's my last point this morning. This gift enriches the life of everyone who gets it. Now, I don't know if anyone would dispute this. If you do, let's do it after the service. But, but I've been a Christian for about 40 years. I'm 53. You don't have to add up and try to figure out how old I am. I'm, I'm 53 years old. But I've been a Christian for 40 plus years. And, and the whole time I've been a Christian, I've never heard one person say, my life is worse now than it was before I was Christian. I've never heard one, anyone say, I, I, I'm, I wish I had never became a Christian. I've never heard that. And, and I want you to think about it. In the time that you've been a Christian, have you, ever, have you ever heard anybody say, boy, I am so sorry that I accepted Christ? Why is that? Because this life enriches the life of everyone who gets it. This gift that God gave us. Remember I said the shepherds, they glorified God, they returned and they were praising God for all the things they had heard, all the things that they had seen, all the things that they had been told. It enriched their lives. Shepherds were on the bottom rung of the ladder. They were the thieves and the outcasts and no one would be around them, unclean and smelly, but, but God came to them and their lives were enriched because of that. And God enriches our lives. They realized that their life would never be the same from that day forward. That was the shepherds. That should be our response. And after receiving this gift, Jesus walked with them every day. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, The Lord Himself goes out before you, and He'll be with you, and He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And do not be afraid, and do not be discouraged. See, when Christ comes with us, we have Him forever. We have Him for all of eternity. And, and that enriches our lives. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to abandon us. 
We can go over to Scripture in Jeremiah, and we read Jeremiah, and we can realize that Jeremiah said, I was without hope. I had nothing to look forward to. I, I had nothing to live for. I lived with no peace. I had r- anger and rage in my life. But in Jeremiah 24, 11, Jeremiah said, heard the word of the Lord, and the Lord said this, And this morning for you, put your name there with Jeremiah. I heard this from the Lord. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. And plans to give you a future filled with hope. See, before the Lord, Jeremiah says, I I, I didn't have anything. But the Lord enriched me and I realized He had a plan for me. And and now a, a future He gave me filled with hope. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace with Him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Paul says in Romans 8, 6, The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. That's the gift that keeps on giving. That's the gift that, that lasts a lifetime. And as you know, if you've been here over the last six weeks, not only a lifetime here, but for all eternity. That gift that keeps on giving, that enriches all who receives it. I know that for a lot of us, I'm still a kid. I'm still ready to unwrap some gifts on Christmas. I'm looking forward to Christmas morning. We're going to have church at 9.30 and 10.30, and we've already made plans. All my kids are going to come over to the house after church, and uh, we're going to eat some lunch, and we're going to we're going to sit down and we're going to open gifts. And, and I'm excited about what they're going to get me, and I'm excited about what well, we've got them. I, I'm, I'm ready to see them open those gifts, and I'm ready to see them be a part of that. And that gift that we give, we hope that they'll use it every day. We hope that they'll, they'll have a, a, a need for it, and it'll be something to help them. But think about the gifts that we have for the rest of our lives. God gave us a gift that we can open every day, a lifetime of opening his precious gifts. We have a new, not a real new, 18-month-old or something, uh, grand-nephew. Is that what he is? It's my niece's kid, so whatever. Y'all figure out what to call him. Um, but, you know, a year and a half old, somewhere around there, this is really the first Christmas that he <clears throat> he was getting into things. He disrupted the tradition, if you can imagine, uh, because he opened the first gift, and before the third gift was open, he was wanting to open his next gift. <laughs> and uh, so every few minutes, uh, he would open a gift, and he would take it out, and he would play with it, and he would see someone else opening a gift, and he would think, oh, there's more gifts. And he would run over, and he would begin to tear into it, you know. And after a few minutes, he was out. But Mama still had gifts, so... Uh, he would, uh, he would go over and start tearing off on it, and she'd say, no, no, not right now. And then he would go over to his uncle, and he'd start, no, no, not right now. But, but the thing that, that it was just a reminder of, how exciting was that for him? Just to realize, hey, I can, I can tear into this paper, and there's something there I can find joy in. And not that he didn't like that first little noisemaker he got or that second little noisemaker he got or the third little noisemaker he got. He, he would spend a little time on that. When he figured it all out, he'd say, oh, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go find something else. And as I started with as Christians, wouldn't it be great if we were that way? 
I mean, we understood something through God's Word. He, he shows us one of His mysteries. He gives us a blessing, and we're excited. And we show everybody in the room. And as, as Callan went around, and he, he showed his aunts and uncles and his mother and dad and grandfather, he showed them those gifts, and he was excited about them. He was just as excited to look what God had, to look what was in store next, and for us, for what God has for us in store next. And say, hey, look what God has done for me, and, and share it with those around us. When we do those things, we're giving that gift that keeps on giving, that gift that lasts a lifetime to unwrap. As we think about Christmas, as we think about opening gifts and whether that starts today or yesterday or next weekend, whenever that starts, I hope as you go through that process that you'll be reminded that God has given us a gift and He gives a gift new and fresh every day. When we take it, we learn about it, we see how it works, we realize it's a gift from God, we find joy in it. And then to realize the next day, God says, you know what, I have a whole new day planned for you. It's going to be a great day. You know, when we live our lives like that, I think we'll find joy in serving the Lord. I think we'll find joy in realizing what God has done for us and what God has given us. Let's pray together this morning. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, for the the time of joy at Christmas, the time of gifts and giving. And, Father, I pray today that we would know that you truly have given us the greatest gift of all in your Son, Jesus Christ, of more value than we could ever imagine. Father, we have that gift free for the asking, free for the taking. And Father, when we receive that gift, that gift that just keeps on giving, Father, we know that you have glorious things planned for us. Father, we know that gift's eternal. You never leave us. It's not going to break. It's not going to wear out. And it's not going to go out of date. But Father, it's always new. It's always fresh. Father, you give us a, gr- a gift that's, that's just exactly what we need. A gift that's been thought of, a, gi- a gift that's been planned out. And, and Father, you know our needs before we even need them, before we even ask for them. And Father, you have them prepared for us, Lord. Father, I pray that in the abundance of your giving to us, through an overflow of joy, through an overflow of love, through an overflow of your grace and mercy, we would share those gifts with those around us, not only in our church family, but beyond our church family, we would share the gift of your love and the gift of your giving. Lord, I pray today that as we just go into this uh, time of Christmas, as we think about family and friends and traveling, Lord, I pray that you'd give us travel mercies. I pray, Lord, that you'd be with the families, that they'd find joy in you this year. For those that can't be together this year, I pray, I pray, Father, that you'd Fill that gap and fill that void with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Father, I just pray that as we think about a new year and we think about the gift of Christmas, Lord, I pray that we would just look forward to what you have planned for us, a fresh and a new daily, that we might walk with you in your joy and your grace and your mercy. Lord, I I thank you that you have a plan for me. I thank you, Father, that you don't leave me or abandon me when I go in the wrong direction, but you call me back to you, and, Father, you say, look what I have planned. I have something new today for you to unwrap and for you to move forward with. Lord, I thank you for eternity. I thank you, Father, that once we receive that gift, instantly we have life eternal with you. For I pray pray today, Lord, that we'd find encouragement, that we'd find joy in our service to you, and I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.